He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Monday. It is the Monday New Week edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional <clears throat> money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And I'm here with uh, Barry Kite, our, uh, fin- our chartered financial analyst. And at least we're off to a decent start. You know, the market ended up strong on Thursday and Friday. It came roaring back, actually. Uh, a couple of big 300-point-plus days for the Dow Thursday and Friday. Today we're up 74. <clears throat> the Dow is at 33,464. The S&P up 14 right now. It's at 4,060. Uh, and the NASDAQ is <clears throat> is up 53 points. It's up about a half a percent. NASDAQ's at 11,000. 742. Crude oil down a little bit. There's kind of the weakness in the market today. The energy stocks, not much though. They're off just a little bit. Crude oil's down 55 cents, $79.13. Gold actually had a pretty good finish to last week, but it's still hanging out in that 1800 area. Uh, Gold is at 1858. Uh, you've got silver up a penny to 2125 and bitcoin had a not a good week last week bitcoin uh, is up however to 16 17 dollars it's up to 22459 and uh, we continue to watch that 10 year which went to 407 something like that well it's settling in at 3.95 it's back under 4 And, of course, that's been uh, helping the market here recently. It's at 3.95%. Yeah, as low as 3.9 at one point this morning. Yes. I think I sent you a text on it. Yes. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show uh, with professional money manager Bill Gunnarsson, president of Gunnarsson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only money management firm. Barry Kite, our uh, registered uh, financial or chartered financial analyst, and, Barry, we had a really strong finish to the week. On Friday, the Dow was up 387. I mean, it just burst higher. And uh, the NASDAQ was up 226. And it seems to be really all about interest rates, uh, as we could did you. The 10-year is probably the most important stat, uh, the most important index to look at every day. Uh, last week, we went way over 4%, which was kind of surprising. We went clear up to 4.07, I think. And uh, it didn't stay there for very long, but it spooked the market early in the week. And then uh, it settled down late in the week, and uh, the market took off. It didn't take much uh, for uh, you know interest rates to drop just a little bit to really set a fire uh, under the market. But all in all... You know, we had an overall, we had a pretty good week last week. Uh, Earnings season is now pretty much in the books. Uh, I'll give you a little update in the second quarter on that. I think 99, 98% of the companies have now reported. 
And now we can get ready. <laughs> three more weeks. Yeah, the new earnings season. Four more weeks, three to four more weeks, we'll start getting uh, some early indications, some warnings, uh, some upgrades, uh, etc., on how the first quarter of this year is going. And I really don't see any indications that, uh, you know, companies are struggling. There's individual companies that are struggling. Yeah, and there but, always is. Yeah, there's there always, always individual companies absolutely. that are struggling. So. But, uh, you know, overall, you look at the retail sector, it seems like the consumer is still pretty healthy. Uh, you look at the labor market, the jobs market, it seems like the jobs market is still pretty healthy. Uh, I don't think we're going to get a negative GDP print in the first quarter of this year. Uh, which will end in three weeks. It seems like the economy is still expanding. And uh, I have seen, a, you know, the, the, the earnings estimates were coming down uh, late last year. They finally started to settle. And now they've actually started to, uh, to, to rise just a little bit. And it just seems like the market's getting more comfortable, I guess you could say. Uh, with the, uh, the the Fed's stance, despite their talks and their speeches and hawkish and dovish and every word that comes out of their mouth, it seems like the market moves one way or another. But all in all, you had the S&P up uh, about 2% uh, last week. So we're still about flat. You look at the large caps, the Dow. Okay, The Dow is trailing this year. <laughs> The Dow was the winner last year. The Dow trounced uh, the NASDAQ last year. The Dow is made up of more lower P.E. stocks. Uh, and, of course, the NASDAQ is made up of the higher P.E. stocks. They did not do well in a rising interest rate environment. How do we know that the market is now looking forward to uh, the end of the rate hikes? Well, it's all you got to do is look at the two big averages. You've got the Dow right now is uh, basically flat on the year, uh, and you've got the NASDAQ up 11.7%. So there's your proof uh, that the market's looking ahead, even though they're still hiking rates and maybe still have a couple of rate hikes left, the market is looking down the road, and it has definitely shifted its favoritism towards more risk-on growth stocks this year, which last year were to be shunned and avoided uh, at all costs. The S&P 600, the small cap index, it's up 9.4% today. I mean, year to date. And again, you compare that with the Dow, uh, which was down 9% last year, but the NASDAQ was down 33% last year. So you've seen a total shift. In the market, just as we uh, predicted it would happen, we started saying that in late December, that the market was moving back to uh, to uh, growth stocks. The emerging markets, uh, they're up about 3% so far this year. China is still a big question mark. They came out with their forecast 
5% growth is what they're shooting for. Yeah, I heard a, a funny, uh, I wish it was my quote, but I, I, I'm not sure who said it, but I heard it uh, in the background earlier. It said, uh, you know, China's 5% target GDP is better than a bogus 8% number. Yes. <laughs> so, because yeah. people are like, oh, that's kind of low comparatively, and, right? And history. the 5% is probably <laughs> bogus, too. Probably, I mean, it's probably but, yeah. in reality more like 2 or 3%. I guess the most worrisome part of their budget was an increase of 7% in their military budget. Yeah, they need to catch up anyway. Now, you know, I don't I don't <laughs> think anybody's going to attack China. Okay, why would anybody attack China? Uh but uh you know, I I I can see them attacking. Well, when you've uh, got yeah, well, I think when you've got uh, four, uh, I'm pretty sure it's four uh, aircraft carriers total. One of those original one is built on a Russian hull. Uh, you better, uh, if you want to get in a, yes. you know, you better start increasing your budget. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Well, gold is up 2% year to date. Gold had a little bit of a, kind of a fool's gold rally, I guess. And then the dollar started dropping back down again, and that kind of killed the precious metals rally. Crude oil is up 2% so far this year, really hasn't gone anywhere. But I will say, just watching the energy stocks every day, uh, they've held up pretty good, especially the uh, the energy service stocks. Uh, the bond market up about uh, 1, one to 1.5% one this year. I'm, I'd still say it bottomed last October. And uh, when the uh, when the bond market bottomed, that was good news for the uh, the growth stocks. Uh, Bitcoin's up forty <laughs> percent from some very depressed levels uh, so far this year, even despite the the collapse of uh, FTX and a lot of others in trouble. Europe's up eight point five. That's really surprising, and I think it's because you had a drastic drop. In energy prices, especially uh, natural gas, which is now starting to work its way uh, higher. Uh, and you've got the S&P 500 right now up 5.4%. Uh, uh, and uh, the forward PE is now at 175 And uh, we started the year at 17 So it has moved up a little bit. Uh, if you go back a year ago, it was up in the 22-23 area. So you can see what uh, hiking interest rates uh, has done to the multiple of the market. It has reined it in exactly what the Fed wanted. Is it going to rein it in some more, however? Well, I want to take a look at the earnings side of the equation when we come back. This is Bill Gedderson and Barry Kite. It's the Best Stocks Now show. to the uh, second uh, quarter. Look, the market's uh, taken off a little bit here again. We could get three, uh, maybe three triple-digit days in a row for the Dow. 
Dow up 133 right now. NASDAQ up almost 100. It's up 99 points. S&P up 26. You'll have to look at my newsletter, what I said uh, on Saturday. You can go to GundersonCapital.com. I've gone to a green flag, red flag, yellow flag kind of system. Uh, you know, green is a good buying opportunity in the market right now. Yellow is, yeah, you know what, be a little cautious and red like like we were most of last year. Uh, means really uh, small craft warnings are up. Riptide warning. Yeah. Riptide. Don't, don't let the kids get careful. In, don't let the kids get in the water. No. So you'll have to see where we're at currently on our, uh, and that's based on technicals, and it's really based on uh, valuations uh, on the on on the overall market. Uh, and it's based, of course, uh, on uh, on what the Fed is uh, doing because they impact the market greatly. Ninety-nine percent of the companies in the S&P 500 have now reported earnings for Q4. Sixty-nine percent beat their earnings estimates, and 65 beat their revenue estimates. Now that's a little bit subpar. But, of course, we're still in a little bit subpar period of time because this fourth quarter, you still had inflation pretty hot. And uh, that was reflected in a lot of the reports, especially companies that use a lot of uh, commodities or have high, uh, you know, expenses for their the ingredients that they have to buy or the, uh, you know, the uh, materials or whatever. And, of course, labor costs have been sticky, too. But it's starting to ease a little bit. Uh, the earnings for the fourth quarter now expected to come in 4.6% lower than the same comparable quarter last year. And I would just say a year ago, we really didn't have that inflation yet. And this year, you've got a lot of companies that were impacted by the inflation. So this is will be the uh, the worst quarter for earnings growth. Since Q3 of 2020, which goes back to the COVID years, the S&P 500 forward uh, PE goes to 17.5 this week. Uh, We started the year right around 17. We got as low as 15.5 back in October of 2022. That's about when the market bottomed. If you go back, that's about when the bond market bottomed. Then once the bond market bottomed, the dominoes started to fall. You saw the Dow uh, bottom, uh, and then the fir- it was the first index to make a golden cross with the 50-day crossing above the 200-day. And then the next domino was the uh, S&P 500 uh, with, a, uh, with a golden cross. And then the next thing to happen was a bottoming of the NASDAQ, which we called right around the first or second week of January, somewhere in there. And, of course, now you've got the NASDAQ up double digits year to date. And, of course, the NASDAQ stocks. The NASDAQ has not made a golden cross, but it's pretty close to it. Yeah, it had a little ways to go. A little ways to go, but it's definitely headed in that direction barring something uh you know horrible here and uh you know we are still looking for some growth uh we're we're not looking let's just put it this way we're not looking at an earnings recession that's what will eventually put a nail in the coffin of this market which has really been going up if you step back 
and look at a uh, chart since 2009 of the Dow, it's been going up since 2009 because earnings have been going up for the S&P 500 and other indexes since 2009. And eventually those earnings will peak, top out, and start to recede, and we'll have an earnings recession. And we have to be always, as always, on the lookout uh, for that. And, you know, there's fear that the Fed will cause it by being overactive. But so far, uh, we haven't uh, we haven't seen that. Now, there's a lot of companies in the news today uh, and, uh, and other uh, uh, issues, uh, big economic issues. I think this is Jobs Week. We get the jobs on Friday. Oh, yeah. yeah, we get, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the, the big news uh, this week. Of course, we've got Powell speaking in front of the Senate tomorrow. Um, we've got Powell speaking in front of the House on Wednesday, and before he gets before he speaks on Wednesday, you get the ADP report, uh, employment report. We get the Jolts report while he's speaking, and we get the Beige Book at 2 p.m. that day. <sighs> and then on Thursday, you know, after, basically the next day after he's already spoken, you get the you know the the, the jobless claims numbers. So. Uh, and then, of course, on Friday, the real employment report. <laughs> so and the, it's all about jobs and uh, some Fed talk this week. It's and like. that uh, that jobs report can really move the markets. Uh, the last, I think, the February jobs report was much hotter than expected, and uh, that you would think that would be good for the markets, but that also means that the Fed might have to uh, go a little bit higher. Yeah, uh, added with, what five hundred and seventeen thousand last time, yeah. which was which is way above the uh, estimate. And then uh, looks like uh, looks like you know we're kind of shooting for around. I don't know. It looks like uh, some of the estimates I've seen are around two twenty five for for this uh, for this month. So we'll see what happens. Ah, uh, two twenty five. Okay, I was wondering what what should we be looking for on January uh, for the uh, on Friday for the uh, February I guess jobs report. And uh, so you're saying somewhere 225,000. Okay, now, uh, we talked about China. Boeing had a good week last week. It's selling off a little bit here today, uh, but Boeing was up 7.9% last week. They got some orders from Lufthansa and Luxair. It seems like I just know a lot of Boeing employees around this neck of the woods. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, it's just, and they, they all say that uh, they're busy. And uh, they're getting contracts, and they're building planes. Caterpillar also had a good week last week. Uh, it was up 7.5%. Union Pacific was up 7.3% last week. Well, yeah, that's probably because they're not in Norwich. What about like, you had another train derailment for uh, for uh, Norfolk Southern, Southern? Yeah, so. in Ohio, another yeah. one. Yeah. It was apparently not anything toxic this time. But a hundred and something miles from the uh, from uh, from from the the, the the other one. So now I read uh, a story this morning that there's too much pressure on the railroads because railroads weren't meant to carry oil. Uh, pipelines are much more efficient at carrying oil, but you yeah. know the whole pipeline situation. But you know you worry about spills from a pipeline. It seems to me like you're more apt to have spills from a railroad. Uh, derailment than from uh, from a pipeline, but uh, you know, and that's what they're blaming a lot of these pipe or uh, railroad uh, uh, 
issues that they've had with there's too much pressure uh, being put on the railroads. Okay, iron ore, industrial metals. We're finally getting a little sell-off in the steel stocks, which have been red hot today because of China's less-than-exciting growth projections going forward. Okay, when we come back, there's a lot of sectors and stocks in the news today. This is Bill Gunnerson and Barry Kites, the Best Stocks Now show. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, AI is back in the news. That seems to be the buzz uh, this year in the market. And there's a company, there is a stock with the symbol AI, uh, which is a pretty good symbol to have uh, right now with all of the fervor and uh, excitement around artificial intelligence. Look at AI stock. It was up 35% on Friday, uh, and it's up another 3.9% today. You know, the app, you can't really put a valuation on the stock yet because there aren't any earnings. They're still losing money, but the momentum is pretty strong. I think AI, the stock, is ranked number two uh, in the Best Stocks Now app right now. But other companies, you know, <clears throat> Apple has been really weak uh, recently. Apple was once, Apple's not a double-digit grower anymore, believe it or not. It's high single digits. In fact, over the next five years, Apple's growth is expected to be around 8% per year. So you can't really give it the kind of glamour multiples it used to earn. However... Uh, there's a lot of uh, big institutions coming to the defense of Apple, saying that they'll be a player uh, in artificial intelligence through their licensing agreements. We already know that Microsoft is a player, uh, as they have are pretty cozy with the chat GPT and now using it in their Bing search technology. They're hoping to gain, Microsoft is hoping to gain market share uh, away from Google in the searches. And, of course, we've heard about NVIDIA. They're getting high marks on uh, making the chips uh, for the uh, AI, for, for open AI. Of course, Google, they kind of flop. They need uh, to get back on track. And the other one that came out on Friday, uh, Broadcom, which is one of the cheaper technology stocks, they're moving into the generative AI market. So uh, there's a lot of big players. Those are the ones that I am most interested in. And then you've got the smaller players uh, that uh, you know are, 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 are trying to kind of capitalize off this whole craze. 
uh, in AI right now. Here's a company that's up for sale, Barry. You want to make a bid? Subway. Oh, really? Subway, huh? They've always been a private company. Goldman Sachs, Asset Management, and Bain are among the bidders for Subway. Uh, Restaurant Brands, QSR, has also held informal talks. To Which purchase the sandwich chain. Now. So they're in the sandwich market already. Yes, so that, that's of course, right. Subway in, is in many, many, many more markets. Oh, than, my gosh. Than <laughs> I mean, it's hard to go a few blocks without seeing a Subway. <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, okay, EV charging earnings signal cutthroat competition ahead. That's not good. But, you know, there are some. There are some uh, uh, leaders emerging here, uh, definitely charge point, CHPT. But these stocks are going to be really volatile as uh, the competition heats up. You've got wall box. And as technology got... changes, I mean, that's yeah, I think I sent you a name this morning of a company that's building, uh, you know, it's basically smarter batteries. So Yeah. Okay. And we've got to do yeah. it differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, what we need is wireless charging while you're driving. It's wirelessly charging. From somewhere. Why don't we just do the bumper Satellites car thing? You know space. the bumper car thing where you had the little, remember the thing yeah. attached to the top? Well, you know, yeah, or, or like, uh, you know, uh, some kind of rail in the middle. Every time you hit it, it sparks yeah. fly and it charges yeah. your batteries. Charge point, wall box, blink charging, kind of the players uh, right now. Tesla's slashing their prices to boost demand on the Model S and the Model X. Okay, that's never good. Let's see how Tesla's doing. You always got to check in on Tesla. Well, and they've benefited what they're doing. I mean, they're really. I mean, they're they're, they're honestly they're they're pricing out some of their competition. I, mean, I know. They're, they're as we've mentioned, these smaller players are very um, you know very vulnerable, and you know a four percent drop in uh, you know in in I think I forget which one, but I think one model is a four percent drop, the other model is a nine percent drop, and you know you do uh, you know they have pricing power i mean their margins are pretty solid for a uh, for a, for an auto company so um they're essentially somewhat picking on uh in, in my view on the on the other players they're kind of sitting in the garden spot where they can now <laughs> yeah. i was going over the ravenall bridge i believe saturday and i saw my first lucid did you it okay was, it's a pretty car it really is it's a very nice looking car i don't know how much they are uh but uh you know, I mean, they're, I think they're gonna, over a hundred. I think I like think so. Five range, if I'm not mistaken. It's definitely more of a uh, you know a sports car looking thing. And was it I, kind look, of a black or, or dark blue looking? No, one? I saw what kind of. Was it was a uh, light gray, maybe okay. Okay. something like that. It's a beautiful car. That's all I can say. Nucor raises steel by a hundred and fifty dollars a ton. I also have friends that work at Nucor. We have a big plant here in North Charleston of a, a Nucor, and uh, I was we've, picking we've some, about them. Yeah. yeah, I was picking someone's brain about it here. He works for them, and then uh, he does a little work uh, at my house. You know, as he moonlights a little bit. He says, "Yeah, we're busy at Nucor." Uh, he says he says the real money's like in the recycled steel or something like that. I couldn't mm-hmm. quite figure it out, but yep. that's where their profit margins are. The steel stocks, batteries, same thing with those rare earth metals. That's a huge industry coming up. I was reading a, basically a twelve page that was pros and cons of EVs, and it, it 
just so you know, there was no answer at the end. So who knows? Um, yes. But they, but yeah, those companies that are in the market of, you know, recycling batteries. I think only three percent of of lithium batteries get recycled, and so uh, that's these a companies, problem. Yeah, and these companies that are you know taking that on and uh, essentially you know refurbishing uh, refurbishing uh, you know, rare earth metals because they're, they're they're rare for a reason, right? I think. Yes. Yes, and they're all over our freeways, I guess, and electric vehicles and in the batteries. But Nucor's got a relative strength of 93. Uh, we own, we actually own Nucor right now. The steel stocks have been really, really strong here uh, recently. Okay, Amazon, they're shuttering their go. They were going to do the little convenience stores with, you know, nobody at the cash register there. You just walk in and go. But in San Francisco, I mean, they're already doing that, they, right? They just they, go with <laughs> or run. Just run, yeah, yeah. Just, just walk. Run. They had four in San Francisco, two in Seattle, and two in New York City. Yeah, three people paid out of I can't uh, see that concept. transactions, probably. Even though they're trying to increase their bricks and mortar exposure, I think Amazon's a dicey stock. It's think, very popular. I think they're going to buy Kohl's. But I think it's, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense to buy Kohl's if that's what they want to be. Yeah. I mean, a bricks yeah. and mortar company and use the brand. It's right there if they want it. <laughs> but their profit margins are really dicey. They're very, very dicey. Now, the company I have to give credit to, General Electric. I've said this before. General Electric is, uh, I'm going to call it the turnaround. Look at the chart of GE right now. Do you know that GE has a relative strength of 95 right wow, now that's a, that's on a, a scale of one chart. to 99? It's one of the better charts you're going to see, I guess. Their huh? earnings are expected to go up 78% this year. Uh, I have 65% upside potential because the stock has gotten a little bit ahead of itself here. But, you know, I, I've lost track of who the leader is. They went through so many different guys uh uh, since uh, Immelt uh, left, but GE is turning it around. What can I say? It's up to it got as low as thirty four dollars a share in twenty twenty. They only made fourteen cents a share, totally lost in the in the fog. And now all of a sudden, General Electric is back to eighty eight. It's more than doubled. Uh, they're back to almost being a hundred billion dollar company after getting down to about forty five. Uh, billion uh they do pay a little dividend yield 0.4 percent and uh, on a forward pe basis it's at about 25 right now but uh, i have to uh you know take my hat off ge and the turnaround you know i like turnaround plays it just depends on who's leading who's who's at the wheel qsr and disney being two that we've uh, there's two identified as of as of late and Tricky. If you're doing your analysis at home, you got to back out some numbers because GE is, has sold off a couple of units. So whenever you look at uh, yeah. their, whenever you, you know the the earn the positive earnings growth, the, they actually ha- are going to have positive earnings growth. If you look at some numbers, you got to strip out from. Yeah. Basically, they have a, a, a less businesses than they did last year. The, the trick yes, is they got rid of the unprofitable ones. And they also spun off their uh, healthcare unit. Yep, that's right. All right. When we come back. What's moving today? The market's moving today. Could be three days in a row. It's always good to look underneath the surface. Let me put on my mask and snorkel. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back here to the uh, final uh, segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. And uh, let's just check the market here real quickly. We have a pretty good rally going on here. We had a good rally on Thursday, a good rally on Friday, and it's following through today, as I still say, that the market is looking beyond the rate hikes of the fed the market looks down the road you have to always remember that that's why back in march of 2020 when things couldn't be worse really in the uh, covid thing the market started to bottom and started to move up because there had been so much panic selling uh, taken out of the market the market started looking ahead and you've always got to be looking ahead, kind of like the game of pool, right, uh, Barry? A, a, a pool shark is looking ahead yeah. six or seven shots. Where you that's know, usually, the, that's the usually market, why I miss the easy shot in front of me, right? Because I'm yeah, trying to set even, up that second shot. I know. <laughs> but, I can't yeah, even make so, that shot right there. But that's the way the market works. It looks ahead. Okay, so I'm going to call the stock of the day, and I don't know what got into it all of a sudden. Well, it has a lot of supporters, okay? Apple has a lot of big institutions supporting it and behind it. I kind of sent out a tweet. Now, we own it, okay? It's one of our biggest positions. But, you know, there just hasn't been... It was looking weak. It was weak. There hasn't been much to write home about with Apple recently. Uh, Their growth has slowed way down from 22% down to about 8%. That means their uh, P.E. ratio, but it's still the biggest company at $2.4 billion, trillion dollars uh, in market cap. Apple's the stock of the day. It's the leading stock on the Dow. Uh, it's up 2.8%. It's the leading, third leading stock in the S&P 500. It's up 2.9%. Uh, and uh, in the yeah, NASDAQ, it, it's the third leading stock. Yeah, and I saw something uh, in terms of uh, what was you know, kind of driving Apple. Surprisingly, I think it was Goldman Sachs uh, initiated coverage at a buy and some kind of price target. I don't know, maybe 199 I don't know what the number is. What I couldn't believe was I didn't realize they hadn't been following. I mean, I didn't realize they hadn't been. They picked you know, up coverage you know, on a new company called the, Apple. Apple, yeah. And, and who knows? They may have had some uh, some investment banking ties or something where they couldn't. But, you know, I don't think they've had a buy rating on the stock. I forget. I, some, I saw it quickly. It was like you know, maybe in the last um, decade or so. And wow. part of it's they haven't just been haven't followed them. But, yeah, they came out with a pretty uh, aggressive price target, at least in terms of where the, 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 well, the stock is at the moment. So Here's my math on it. You know, when I... I do a five-year valuation on Apple. I take their earnings, what they're supposed to be this year, and, and extrapolate them out at the growth rate. I have a growth rate a little higher than the consensus, and I put a multiple that I think is proper for Apple. I only get, I can only come up with 57% upside potential over the next five years. Which is pretty subpar. I mean, I like 80% or more. But when we bought it, it had that 80% upside. So we continue to hold it. And it but it's not exposure. a streaming value here. No, you know? and, it, and, and it gives us some exposure to uh, to the NASDAQ. And it was kind of one of those easier places to kind of dip your toe in the water, um, you know, whenever we were 
you know, whenever the NASDAQ was kind of trying to work its way back. So. Yes. It's kind of like if you like the NASDAQ, you have to own Apple. Yeah. Because that's where these big funds, man, they, they, love, to, they love stocks like Apple. Now, Apple got ahead of itself uh, back in the COVID year. It was up 61%. Then it was down 27% last year. So far this year, it's up 16%. So we're happy with our Apple. Uh, we own it, but it's not, you know, 50, it's ranked number 472 out of 6,100 stocks. You could do a whole lot worse, but at the same time, there's better buys out there than Apple, but it's having a good day, so I'm happy. We, you know, it's in a lot of our portfolios. Microsoft is also having a good day, and, you know, these stocks are being painted with the artificial intelligence brush. I think you're going to see a lot of smaller companies all of a sudden say, you know, look, we've got, we're involved in artificial intelligence and the stock's going to take off. That's the buzzword. Disney's having a good day. It's up 1.2% today in the Dow. Uh, at the S&P 500, Apple 2.9. Dexcom's down 6.4. Uh, Apple recently announced that they're going to get into the uh, continuous monitoring of glucose business which uh, Dexcom uh, had a revolutionary product for that. Uh, Enphase is having a good day. That's the solar stock, in my opinion, and I have a top pick on Enphase right now. Uh, It's very highly ranked in the app, uh, and uh, it has a good value also, much higher, much more value than, uh, than Apple has currently. And in the NASDAQ, the winners are Align Technology, that was another one that Again, I yeah, many right? years ago. Yes. I don't own it now, but when he came out with uh, Invisalign and the, the whole new way of disrupting the braces market, braces uh, for your teeth, orthodontics, that was really a uh, you know a game-changing stock. Which we always like to find disruptors. And Align was definitely a disruptor. Mercado Libre is up 3%. That's the Amazon of South America. And Netflix continues to roll. It's up 2.4%. So it's a pretty good day. What can I say? If you missed the newsletter last weekend, you can see what our stance is on the market. You can see what our uh, 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 12-month target price is on uh, on the market right now. Uh, and also the areas of the market that we favor, which is a big change from last year uh, in uh, 2022, because 2022 we were right in the heat of the Fed, where you had 475 basis points in a row, and that was really bad news for growth stocks uh, and for bond funds. And now you're looking ahead beyond that, so you have much more of a normalized market this year, uh, and we've come down to lower multiples in the market, which has made for some more attractive entry points into the market. If you'd like to get the two free weeks of the newsletter, you can go to GundersonCapital.com. And if you would like to uh, uh, talk to us uh, about uh, your portfolio, portfolios, your uh, strategies, your plans, uh, Maybe need a plan? You can reach us at 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Ameritrade. Ameritrade is a member of SIPC and FINRA.